Hello and welcome to the gaming edition of Tech Crack, the podcast series brought to you by SyncNI, Northern Ireland's leading technology community. The gaming edition of Tech Crack will see us interview people from all around the gaming community in Northern Ireland, from gamers and Commonwealth winners to gaming developers and directors. We'll be getting insights on their favourite games, advice on how they got to the level they're at, and what they're looking forward to most in the future of the gaming world. So Emma, welcome to the first edition of the Tech Crack Gaming Podcast. Really glad to have you on board. Thanks for having me, John. It's been been a long time since we've had a catch-up. It has, it really has. So Emma, I wanted, before we go into the whole gaming side of it, um, I'd love to have a bit of an intro about yourself. So we know each other from our past, but obviously our listeners won't. Most recently, you won the eFootball Women's Commonwealth. Yep. How did that feel? Um, it was honestly life changing. Um, it's the, I think as a, as a gamer, never mind a transgendered gamer um, or a woman, it's probably one of the best things you can do is win something for your country. And if it happens to be gaming, then it's even better. Yeah, so it's, it's, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like it's an absolute dream come true, and it's led to so many amazing opportunities, um, new jobs. It's, it's honestly been life changing, and it's. Something I'm so proud of. Fantastic. And um, does the gaming uh, come into your career now as well? Then. Yeah. So I'm still working for Openreach as we're recording this, but depending on when it goes out, I probably won't be. So my next day for Openreach is the fourteenth. Very good. Um, and then I'll be esports full time, working for a company called Deal Me Out. Very good. That's great. Um, and so we'll get into some of the easier questions first of all. So what was the first game or system you played? It has to have been, in earliest memories, is Alex the Kid on the Sega Mega Drive. And it was one of those ones that you didn't put the game in. It was so already like, loaded in. You either had Alex or Sonic, and I had Alex. I had Sonic for Sega Master System too. Yeah. That was great whenever they'd done that. Mm-hmm. Bring yeah, back free that. Free game, free game, yeah. Bring back that for the I mean, There's for the plenty of free games now, like, so. You can actually get Alex the Kid now on PS5. Oh wow! Free download, remaster. Didn't know that. It's I'll great. be. It's really hard. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> if it's anything like the Crash Bandicoot remix, let's not talk about it. I streamed <laughs> the entire first Crash Bandicoot game from start to finish live on Twitch, and I nearly broke so many controllers. <laughs> um, so do you remember, like, you remember playing Alex the Kid? What age do you remember roughly getting into? I game? couldn't have been any age at all. So it was in my very, very first house, and I had spot the dog wallpaper. <laughs> Um, so I must have been like eight or nine, if even. And I just remember sitting in my room with this wee tiny, tiny TV playing Alex the Kid, just going and like I had to be so wee. My sister wasn't born yet; she's okay. seven years younger than me. Okay, so seven. So seven I must have been roughly seven. Yeah. around that. Um, yeah, for me it was. It's tied very closely because obviously I was so young. It's tied very closely with either the Sega Master System 2, again with Sonic built in, and I always remember playing Aladdin and Lion King on it as well, or the Game Boy, the original colour Game Boy. Um, and it was like, I had Pokemon, I had Dr. Mario and Tetris, I had all those classics. Um, but the, the, the lines blur of the... Age. Which came first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Definitely more not the Game Boy. <laughs> definitely not the Game Boy. Um, but um, yeah, it's simpler gaming back then as well. Still very hard, but more like 
yeah, less complex gaming, just more like platformy, hard to get yeah. your head around puzzles and levels at that age. Exactly, yeah. So, how did you get into the world of professional gaming and being involved in the Commonwealth esports? That's a funny story. The brief of it is I replied to an Instagram advert looking okay. for female gamers in Northern Ireland, and then that led to the Commonwealth Games and Gold Medal and a career in esports. The long story is I applied for it not knowing what it was. It, it, just, it was literally just an ad. didn't say who it was for. didn't say what it was for. It was like, we're just looking for female gamers in Northern Ireland. And I was like, that, I, I'm not. That's me. I messaged them being like, look, first of all, I'm transgendered. Is that okay? And they're like, yeah, of course, you're still a woman. And I was like, sweet, I'll apply for this. These guys seem nice. So apply for it. You have the choice of three games. Um, still didn't know what it was for, but you could play Rocket League, you could play eFootball, and you could play Dota 2. I haven't touched Dota since I was forever ago, since it was like just new out. Yeah. I was like, I have played Rocket League. I've played many, many hours of Rocket League, so I'll apply for Rocket League. So mm-hmm. apply for Rocket League. Nothing happens. A couple of weeks later, they come back to me and be like, Hi, Emma, would love to chat to you. Do you have two other players who'd be interested in playing Rocket League? And I was like, No, <laughs> I don't actually. Um, so they're like, Okay, can you play eFootball? And I was like, this is weird that you're calling it eFootball. I was like, okay, you mean FIFA or Pro Evo? And they're like, yeah, Pro Evo. Because yeah. Pro Evo has rebranded eFootball. And I was like, yes. oh, and that's how I found out it had rebranded. I didn't know. So I was like, I don't really play Pro Evo, um, but I played FIFA every year, not competitively or not in any sort of like competitive mm-hmm. way. Um, but I mean, I'm happy to give it a go. And they're like, sweet, come on down. We'll have a chat with you and do stuff. And then from then, I just sort of assumed it was all troll. I was like, this <laughs> isn't real. This is just someone taking the mick out of me. So the, the team manager's name is Michael Smith, who is also a lecturer at Belfast Met and runs the esports course, esports course up there. My best mate and band leader is also called Michael Smith. So I was like, are you just trolling me <laughs> and trying to make me not play games so that I focus on the band? And he was like, I appreciate that you think I would do that. And I totally would, but I don't have the time. It's a very elaborate prank. Yeah, I was like, this is the worst prank I've ever heard in my life. So... That was fine. Nothing happened again for a while, and I just kind of forgot about it. And I was like, "Oh, this is." I wonder whatever came of that Instagram post. Um, and then I got a text message being like, "Do you want to come down to Belfast Met and get your your headshots done?" And I was like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's the Commonwealth Games. So we're taking you to Birmingham to play eFootball um, in the Commonwealth Games for Northern Ireland." And I was just like, "What? <laughs> what do you mean?" So I rocked up to Belfast Met, got my headshots taken, got all the jerseys and stuff, and that's when it was like actually hit home that this was real and yeah. I didn't really know much about it until until then like we had very few conversations about what actually it was for and what it was going to do and then when I found out it was for the Commonwealth I was like no way no way <laughs> but yeah that, that took me in I replied to an Instagram ad led me to winning gold at the Commonwealth how did that feel winning gold unreal like yeah. it it still hasn't sunk in. I was going to bring my medal today, but it's... A, it's oh, I would love to have seen it. I'll bring it next time. I'll bring it next time. It needs to, it needs to be polished and touched up. Fair. Because <laughs> it goes everywhere. Um, but, like, just the honour and, like, the pride that lets someone like me represent Northern Ireland mm-hmm. um, at a high, such a high level. Yeah. And to be the first of my kind, not just as a transgender woman, but also as a gamer, to win something for Northern Ireland specifically is just phenomenal. And, like... It's, it's something that hopefully we can do a lot more of and the country can do a lot more of, but just to know that my name is there, not etched in stone as the first person to win a medal for Northern Ireland in these sports is like, I'll never live it down. I'm sure. Never. I'm sure. 
congratulations on it as Thank well. Thank you. That's, um, it is an incredible achievement. As you said, it's something that every gamer kind of wants to be able to like achieve. Like you always see like, you always have your online competitions, like your Pro Evos, your FIFAs, they have the dream teams, they have leagues yeah. and everything like that. The ranking systems. Yeah. And, but they kind of go to nowhere. There mm -hmm. is obviously like certain competitions you have like your, um, Premier League's doing e-leagues and everything now, but um, yes, winning winning gold for your country, it's that's incredible, an incredible achievement. It's uh, it's been an interesting journey. I'm sure, full of ups and downs, and um, like I don't know, it's just opened a whole new world to me. Yeah, do you think there should be more opportunities in Northern Ireland to game professionally or competitively, or even just have more esport tournaments available here? That's more open for everyone, not just the the gaming teams and like why well, it's great seeing all the, like, you know, the setups in, in the game stores mm -hmm. and great beyond. to see that but yeah. beyond that beyond that realm people be able to play in their living rooms or office spaces like having companies playing against other companies do you think that could open up more opportunities um, um, if it gets the, it the will. right channels it will and it will happen as well because gaming is and esports is a multi-billion dollar industry that can only boom the, the economy in Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. And like, if you look at your Asia countries, they are all, like they classify esports as a real sport. So they're all like government funded and they make billions of pounds and, or whatever their currency is. Yeah. Um, equivalent of billions of pounds. Like it's such an expensive world and such good can come out of it for the economy. Um, I think as well, the likes of Belfast Met are now doing esports courses. So you can go and study esports. And that's not just, I want to go to esports, so I'm going to go to tech and I'm going to sit and play video games all day. That's not even half, like, it's not even a big part of it. Like, playing will be a part of it, but it's about everything else. So it's about learning how to video edit, learning how to manage a business, learning how to do technical stuff on a computer, learning how to do lighting, sound, engineering, um, interview people, podcasting, mm -hmm. streaming... There's so much behind it. It's not just simply idiots like me playing video <laughs> games as much as that's what I want to do all day. Yeah. There's just so much more to it. And the way I always explain it is if you look at the boom that Game of Thrones brought to Northern Ireland mm -hmm. and how many jobs it created and how much income it created from like tourism and visitors and everything just from a TV show, mm -hmm. esports is that times 10 yeah. at least. And there's just there'd be so many jobs because every... Every game for esports can have its own like competition and will have its own majors. And if we can bring them over here, it's like a full like ten feature length films in a day. Yeah. All done in Northern Ireland, all with a Northern Ireland crew, and it's just it's going to open so many doors. And yeah. I think with the students being able to learn it now and kids being able to learn it at such a young age, it's only going to get bigger and better. And if yeah. it doesn't, Northern Ireland will be left behind. Yeah. Um, one of the games um, over lockdown, one of the games myself and my partner, uh, whenever we weren't we weren't living together, we found this game called Dreams, where it gave me a whole new level of respect for the gamer development community. You got to create your own game, like your own mini game, but they gave you like, just in the corner you had your GPU, you had your CPU, you had everything that they would do and you had your limits. See, going from creating, I try to create this beautiful landscape game, and we're trying to make it like almost like an ode to each other, and I went heavy on the graphics, 
and then I suddenly realized I have to scale all this back. So the creativity behind some of the gaming developers to be able to do all that mm -hmm. just autonomously is incredible. Is that whenever I played that, that was a whole new level of respect given to them because it took me three or four weeks of creating this game that's probably two minutes long. Yeah. Um, but creating even the sounds were like, I had, uh, I had to learn a uh, song. Um, I basically tried to transcribe it from piano notes onto a PlayStation controller. I was making a romance back into the Black Parade. Uh, <laughs> the piano bit. Of, dun, dun, yeah. Dun. <laughs> so I basically wrote down all the notes for it and then transcribed it into what note, what button I'm going to hit on the PlayStation controller. And I was just thinking, imagine trying to do that for, for a massive game, mm -hmm. for a soundtrack, for yep. a 60 hour plus game. It just blew my mind. <laughs> I've actually met some of the guys um, who work out of the Pixel Mill, which oh, is yes. like the NI Games Tech. Mm -hmm. um, I met them over in EGX last weekend, or last week. And there's some amazing games coming out of there, and some really good indie titles that we can look forward to. Fantastic. And they're also lovely, but they're also switched on. Yeah. And I was just like, I need to pick all your brains. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> That's something I'm looking forward to seeing. There's more games coming out from the Northern Ireland scene. Mm -hmm. Have you been to the Pixel Mill? I have. it's just there, like. I know, I know it's just around the corner from here. <laughs> I got invited in, because I'm working with Barclays for some stuff as well, so I got invited into Eagle Labs and I can use it when I want. And it's just like the most amazing workplace ever. And like they have all their hot desks and stuff, but they have like permanent booths and like soundproof booths. And like, I was just, I was just like a kid in a candy shop walking yeah. around being like, I was here, I want to work there, here, yeah. I want to do this over here. So good, like. It's a dream to work in. Right, here's a question for you. What game have you spent the most hours on? That's an easy question. Is it? Yeah, it's it's probably most people's answer is World of Warcraft. Oh, right, okay. I think I have over a year's, like a physical year's worth of time played on at least one or two characters. And if you add in all the other characters, it's more. Wow. <laughs> so like, and mate, fair enough, a lot of it's just standing around doing nothing, like mm -hmm. chatting to mates. While yeah. we're just chilling. Well, I wasn't expecting World of Warcraft. Um, I would have thought. Well, I would have thought FIFA because of obviously like football and the amount of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. None of it touches World of Warcraft. <laughs> well, then what is your go-to iteration of games? Or is there a game that you always have on your shelf? Um, you get stuck into on a rainy day. So my go-to iteration is kind of like FPSs. So I'll, if I'm ever bored of what I'm playing, I'll find an FPS to play, so like the new Call of Duty, or I always seem to fall back to Counter-Strike, although we got a bit toxic, so I'm now playing Valorant, which okay. is basically Counter-Strike, but slightly more camp, which is great, I love it. <laughs> um, so I always end up going back to FPSs, um, okay. but my go-to, like, rainy day, super sort of, I just want to chill, I don't want to deal with anyone. You don't even want to think about the game, yeah. you just want to enjoy it, and like, you know Literally, the controls off by heart, yeah. you do it blindfolded, yeah. Any iteration of Pokemon. Oh yeah? Yeah, that's Very on my good. Switch. I have every Pokemon on the Switch and I'm just like, what are we playing today? <laughs> Who are we catching? Where's yeah. Pikachu? <laughs> Funny, I played the Pokemon Arceus. Mm -hmm. um, that's the only one I don't have. It's what you always thought, your Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue and Yellow, all the originals, it's what you thought it was like when you were a child. That walking about and the freedom of it, it was incredible and it was a real ode to the old school gamers mm -hmm. with, even with some like the newer Pokemon, it was just like an ode for my opinion, anyway, I felt, yeah. I felt like I'm I do need to play it. Um, I'm a bit I, I the new one. The Pearl and Sapphire. Is it Pearl and Sapphire? I 
don't know. Something new, like that. There's yeah. a new one coming out in like November. Something. I think I've I've like closed the door on Pokemon now. I had I I finished it nicely with RKS. It gave me that kind of like closure yeah. I always wanted. <laughs> You're like yes, done. Yeah, because um, even over lockdown, I tried with like Fire Red to kind of get myself back into. It. I was like, oh, this isn't the it isn't the hit that I was looking for. RKS was it. Yeah. RKS was it. So, in the golden age of gaming that we're in now. You can basically play games on anything. Your phone, your consoles, your PCs. What's your go-to for gaming? Well, we already spoke about this man, before before we went on the on the podcast. I'm a PC gamer. I always have been since I was like 13, 14 with Call of Duty 1. So for me, the PC is always my main um, sort of gaming device. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> so I'm a P- like the PC for me is always like... Well, I will go to it's like a new game comes out, I'll buy it on the PC okay. unless it's like FIFA or something, a sports game that I'll buy for the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So, I would say definitely the PC, but for sheer handiness, something like the Switch or a console yeah. is definitely like highly recommended because you can even still get like the PS4 and they're still releasing all the new games for PS4, mm-hmm. same with the Xbox. So I think like. As we say, games can be pretty much done on anything. PUBG, PUBG Mobile is massive. Yeah. Like, and Ireland actually is entering it in Istanbul in December. They have a team going over to play oh, wow. in the Global Federations for yeah, PUBG Mobile, which is just like, how can a mobile game? I just can't grasp it. I'm like, how? Like, yeah. How, how can this be taken seriously? It's a mobile game. But then you watch it and it's just like, they play this better than I play on the PC. <laughs> I'm just like, how are you doing this? Behave yourself. Yeah. But I think you can just literally, that's the beauty of gaming now. There's just so much choice that everything and anything can be used for gaming. I know. It is incredible and it makes it, it, it brings all that accessibility in. Um, mm-hmm. Where, if, especially with the likes of the PlayStation shortages, the Xbox shortages at one stage for short, shorter, obviously a hell of a lot shorter time than, um, than the PlayStation. <laughs> that was awful. Um, yeah. Um, I panic bought mine. And then didn't play it for like four months. And I was like, <laughs> they came back in stock and I got an email and I looked and there was one there and I was like, buying it, it's in stock. And then I was like, they want this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that out loud to, to the wrong, you tell no, the wrong no. person. Obviously I want it now. Like I love my PlayStation. It's FIFA. So like I have my own custom scuff controller and I have my PlayStation. And I have my pink controllers. I have everything all nice and set up. So yeah. I've been converted slightly to console from PC, but only for sports games things and yeah. it's a controller yeah uh, for me it's playstation then switch and that what well, it's the, the two we have like but it's um playstation's always been my go-to i've always been console um i tried pc game when i was younger and it just the console for me is just i love that feeling of it in the hand and just enjoying it mm-hmm. and um, it's ease of access you just pick up a controller and off you go whereas yeah. a pc you need to learn how to set it all up, you need to learn how to actually use a keyboard and mouse, which is a yeah. whole different skill set than just... And then you actually have to understand the, the, the setup of a PC, mm-hmm. getting your GPUs, getting your like the right stuff for you to play the way you want to play. Yeah. And that's going to be like best for when you're playing online. Yeah, and a good internet connection, which yeah. is something that wasn't prevalent in Northern Ireland and for a long time. Is, and still is very hard yeah. for a lot of places. If you're rural, no chance. Yeah. You're not playing online. <laughs> <laughs> think games help develop mental, physical, or cognitive skills. For instance, problem solving or hand-eye coordination. Yeah, we literally kind of just touched on that there. So, like, for me, being a PC player, 
Um, my hand-eye coordination is like I'd say above average at least because of the mouse movements and being able to like look where I is and physically move my arm and my wrist and my hand to like get that crosshair where I want it and make sure I mm-hmm. land a good shot. So definitely all games, they do help people. They help people learn. Um, they help you learn how to cope with being beaten at something. You know, they help you deal with that aspect of things. So if you're mm-hmm. playing FIFA and you lose, you learn how to cope with that loss of like, okay, someone's going to be better than me. But you learn how to overcome that and how to push through. Um, you also like mentally, like for me, gaming has always been kind of escape. So mentally, it's always been like my reset. So when I was younger, as a kid, I was bullied in school and was very depressed. I still am suffer with depressions, but it's nowhere near as bad as it was. Mm-hmm. But for me, gaming was that escape to like mentally reset myself yeah. for the next day. And that was probably one of the best things that's ever happened to my life was getting into gaming. And that's why I have so many hours in World of Warcraft. <laughs> um, but like, it just helps you so much. So like you're... you're Dexterity, like you're typing your word per minute, you know, you can take that job into a business. Yeah. You can you learn how to type through gaming. Um, keep or joysticks maybe not as much. Mm-hmm. Still, it's still dexterity and hand eye because you're still moving the joystick to move your character on screen. But especially PC gaming, I think it really helps improve it. Um, yeah. And physical, as well with games like with the VR games coming out now. Mm-hmm. Like VR is going to be in the next Olympics. It's going to be yeah, like guaranteed. Yeah. Um, and you can do like karate, it's all like physical sports, but without the contact, so then it's safer. Um, yeah. So physically that will, there's a lot of games and programs out there that can help you get in shape, they can help you mm-hmm. move and, and they will physically help you, you know, help your muscles and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I know the, the Switch is a big one because they bought out uh, Switch Fit or Fit. Yes, uh, it, it was very similar to the Wii Fit. Yeah. And- yeah, uh, we bought um, over, like, I think it was just around Christmas time, we bought the Just Dance. It was um, a lot of laughs. Yeah. I have to get a lot of laughs out of it. But the sweat? Yeah. I did not expect to be moving that much. And then whenever I was finished one song, Bust. I was busted. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that, but that's the best thing about it as well. You don't realize how much you're like throwing yourself into these like moves these dance moves that you're actually giving yourself a decent workout and you're having a laugh and you're having fun and you're enjoying it so it doesn't feel like a workout it doesn't feel like a a taxing thing until like the next day when you're like why are my legs yeah it's all those death drops you've been doing (laughs) but i always remember whenever i was was about 20 21 whenever grand turismo the the graphics for it suddenly went really like high res Mm -hmm. and did you ever hear the rumor about um, they were going to be using Gran Turismo um, as almost like a, not an official driving test, but like a way to learn how to control the steering wheel? Like Do you remember something, yeah. I don't know if that was just Northern Ireland based. Uh, people, if you are listening and you've heard it outside of Northern Ireland, like tell us, but um, that was very, I, I don't know if that was very Northern Ireland one where like, Someone started a rumor yeah. somewhere saying Gran Turismo was going to be part of the your I driving test. I think it might have been, but like it made sense a because yeah, telling their parents. Yeah, that could have been. You need to buy me this joist, this wheel because it's going to be. It's going to learn drive. I need this. You need to. Yeah, and then it just everyone was like, "That's a great idea." And yeah, because it actually made sense. Like to the to, mm-hmm. like younger generation, it made sense. Yep. Even now, I'm kind of I'm thinking of going like, it still makes sense because the game is perfect graphics. And like the movement, the the slightest touch of a joystick, or if you're the steering wheel, the slightest like wrong movement, 
You're like, off the track. Yeah. Have you ever been on a sim racing kit? No. I have. Only in the arcades. No, no, no. That's, that's nowhere even close. So I bet. I, I was at Insomnia um, a month or two ago. Yes, that's right. And um, beside my booth, because I was there with British Esports, was Williams Resolve. And they okay. had four fully set up sim racing. And on the last night, once everyone had left, we all jumped on and we were just playing away. I will never be a Formula 1 driver, I will tell you that. <laughs> like, that game will teach you how to drive. And, like, you could load up just a normal car and that, and that will teach you how to drive. Because you have your gears, you have your pedals, you have everything, you're so encapsulated. And it was just amazing. So I don't think what we're saying is far off the truth now. That, yeah. like, you could literally learn to drive at home on your PC. Yeah. With a steering wheel and Yeah, if you had the whole, like, proper setup mm-hmm. where it's not just obviously using the PlayStation, you actually have, like, the steering wheel, the... Because they have, they have everything. You have the pedals, you have a proper like um, gear stick and with all the setups now you have where you can like, you have the, the, curved, the screen. curved screens and everything and you can probably make a 360 screen mm-hmm. around you so you can actually see the whole thing. I think it's Logitech have one. It's Logitech or Samsung, I want to say. I remember seeing it. And it I know, like, I've seen the Samsung curves. curves uh, like your full vision. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, oh, it's incredible. Um Technology is just incredible. Technology is great. What series would you love to see get a new gen return? So my answer to this one has been stolen by game developers. So I'm pretty annoyed, but also equally excited because I would say Sonic. And Sonic Frontier is out this month. I'm pretty sure this month. And I got to play at AJX last week or the week before. And it's literally so fun. And it's like a full open world Sonic adventure. And I think that's unreal. Yeah. Um, but since that's already coming out I don't have to wish for that to happen <laughs> I would say something like Call of Duty 1 the very very first one Okay. Um, they're obviously going back so you have your Modern Warfare 2 you know I've been remastered and re-released mm-hmm. Modern Warfare was remastered and re-released but I want the very first one where it was like kind of counter strike where it was just all about your aim you could lean around corners you had no perks you couldn't like claymores you couldn't like Yeah. there's no extras it was just, it yeah, was just point said, and shoot yeah 5v5 search and destroy I always, I always remember the graphics for that when the men it just looked like cardboard men when they moved yep. they just they didn't actually move their legs they just kind of like like slid across like the fairgrounds and everything mm-hmm. where it, like if they ping, ping them ping yeah. potato guns yeah for sure Call of Duty 1 I would be back in that in a heartbeat like professionally I would be like I'm in yeah. sign me up <laughs> life life can leave I don't play Call of Duty forever um, funny you mentioned Sonic with the movie and TV industry adapting games into the big screen and small screen and it's becoming so popular now and the success of Sonic and soon to be released Mario and Last of Us TV show what game would you like to see be adapted for the big screen or small screen? Um, so they've done those ones they've done like your Need for Speed which I actually quite enjoyed but I'd like to see a driver um, or a a good hitman because <laughs> the one with Timmy Olf- Timothy Olfen isn't isn't amazing um, but like a good hitman series or Driver where it's kind of like Ryan Reynolds in Drive is it Drive? Uh, Ryan Gosling R- Ryan Gosling Ryan yeah. Reynolds <laughs> I want Ryan Reynolds I want Ryan Reynolds <laughs> that would be hilarious um, I want like a, a movie like that where it kind of is that mix of like Baby Driver and it's like because dri- Drive is all about like doing your stunts and you were basically a stunt driver for movies and stuff, so it was like hitting all the things. So it'd be kind of like Fast and the Furious meets Drive, meets yeah. Baby Driver. I want that. That'll be unreal. 
Let's yeah. be out there. Yeah, that's a great choice. Uh, it's almost like Fast and Furious, as you said, meets everything else. Yeah, <laughs> just a mashup. I mean, Fast and Furious is already everything anyway. It's no longer a car movie. It's a heist movie with flying cars and cars mm. that go to the moon. And phenomenal, though. I love Fast and Furious. Can't wait for the yeah. next two. And they're the last yeah. two, so maybe that'll be Vin Diesel's next project. Maybe he'll make Drive. Oh, Driver, maybe. sorry, maybe he'll make Driver. Yeah, I um, I haven't watched the last... Oh, you need to. Two or three. Doesn't matter. You need to. They go to the moon. They go to space. In like I a, see, that's in not... In like a Chevy. That's that's too much for me. I I, lo- I kind of started waving away from it whenever um, it started getting a bit ridiculous. Bringing back to the old school days where it was... Street racing. Street racing. Yeah. Like, but how do you go from street racing to a Chevy on the moon? Vin Diesel. <laughs> and Ludacris. <laughs> but what I love about it now, though, is like they actually know that, that what they're doing is ridiculous. And they're kind of meta within the movie that, so they kind of take like, they make that they're like, oh, two gangsters from the ghetto are now driving a car in space. <laughs> like, how does it come this way? And it's like subtle nods to the fans that are like, this is just stupid. How is this happening? Like, they know it's stupid, but it's good entertainment. Yeah, definitely. So Emma, do you use Twitch when you game? Yeah. So I stream and record a lot of content. Um, on what it is depends on how it will affect me so for example i'm signed to pgs esports as a content creator podcast co-host and presenter so if i'm making content for them on fifa i'm very over the top especially with pack openings you know i'm very over the top very excitable very sort of like ah like oh my goodness i pack someone amazing when it's like i don't know granite jacket from arsenal and you're like yes granite jacket when really it's just like ah. Oh, how can you cheer for Grand Jacka of Arsenal? Oh, because he's unreal this season, that's how. Um, One season and apparently he's better than half of the league. Like, top of the league, mate. Right? <laughs> time of this recording, top of the league. <laughs> what, really? Yeah. <laughs> Other games, I don't really change much. You know, if I'm playing a shooter, it doesn't change how I play. I don't, like, I don't try and make it last longer. I don't, like, hide and try and make the game because that's not fun for anyone. It's like, yes, they want to see you win, but they also want to see you have high octane sort of action packed games. They don't want to see you playing Fortnite sitting in the bush. That's unless you're laser beam. That. If <laughs> you're, um, whenever you're recording, do you find your game style changes? Do you become more reserved, or you just no. play play like as you it's said, high octane? High octane, high intensity. Um, it's it's what people want. They don't want. Obviously, they want to see you win. Right? They want to see the. They want to see that you're good at the game, and they want to see that you're able to do it. But if the only way for you to do that is by hiding from everyone and by like being boring, they're not gonna wanna watch that. Mm-hmm. So for me, if it's a shooter game, I just play as I am, um, which is make dumb moves and hopefully it pays off. But if it's like FIFA, I'm just over the top for everything. And I'm generally quite loud when I play games anyway. So <laughs> even when I'm not being over the top, it's still quite excitable. Yeah. Would you have any advice for anyone starting off their game streaming? First bit of advice is find a game you love um, and a game you're very passionate about because if you don't enjoy doing it, you're not going to put your all into it and it's going to become very tedious and very boring and very bad for your mental health. So say, if you hate it Fortnite, don't start making Fortnite videos and don't try and make it into the Fortnite world just because it's popular. Um, Find something you love and that you want to do. And also just make as much content as you can. play and stream like you had a thousand viewers 
even if there's only one, even if there's none. A lot of times I've had no viewers and still have no viewers because I'm playing like super overpopulated games that it's hard to get someone in. Just play like people are there and eventually people will come and see you're entertaining, you're having fun, you're playing good or you're playing bad because people equally love good and bad players. <laughs> like So <laughs> as long as you're entertaining and you're having fun yourself, people will see that and they'll come in and be like, oh, we're going to hang about and talk to this guy and see what they're all about and just make sure you're posting on socials you know that's you have to build a social media presence if you want to make it in like the gaming industry because mm -hmm. it's it's part and part of the same kind of thing you know yeah oh definitely last question for today what advice can you give to young women who'd be interested in gaming but feel it could be a more of a male dominated hobby profession um do it um, is honestly the best advice you can ever give anyone. Find a game you love and that you're passionate about and just play it until your heart's content. If you want to go professional um, as a gamer, enter every league you can. Make as many videos of you playing as you can. Get as good at your skill as you can. Do your aim training, your map training. Learn all the tactical bits and pieces that you need to learn at the higher level. And just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Um, you're going to get hate from it. Regardless, doesn't matter if you are a woman um, or a man, there's always someone online who's going to give you crap for it. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, it's a lot, because there's so many men, it's a lot more focused on hate against women. Um, but find yourself a good team, play with good friends, and just put yourself out there. There's plenty of discords, plenty of communities that you can join that is a safe, ha a safe haven uh, for people like us. So you have the gamers. You have Femme Army, you have Women in Esports, which is a brand of British Esports. Um, and then with my new job at Deal Me Out, we're actually have um, the Iris Project, which is the goddess of rainbows, um, and the messenger to the gods, where we are sending out the message there to tackle online hate against women in esports um, and help promote a safer place to get more participation in esports for women because... There's a lot of toxic people online and once they find out you're a girl, that's all they'll blame you for. You know, you can't have a bad day on a game. It's always because you're you're a girl. Whereas if it was a guy, it's like, oh, you're, just, you're rubbish, you're having a bad time. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But if you're a girl, it's never, oh, you're just having a bad day. It's because you're a girl. So there's definitely plenty of places out there that we want you to come to and we want girls to play and we want girls to take part because it's there for the taking and it's getting bigger and better and the likes of riot with their game changers which is female only leagues um it's only going to get bigger and better and if i have anything to do with it the scene in northern ireland and the uk will also be a lot more inclusive for both men and women fantastic emma thank you very much for coming in and joining us in the first edition of the tech crack gaming podcast it's really been an honor it's been my honor to take take the number one spot on the podcast <laughs> that's all from us today folks I'm your host, John, and thanks very much for listening to the gaming edition of the Tech Crack podcast by Sync and I. 